If you're looking for a recap of the Disney Parks news from Destination D23, or even just a breakdown of what Destination D23 is and how it compares to D23 Expo, then this is the video for you. To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney Podcast, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. We are three Disney fangirls who probably know more about the Disney parks than most grown women should, and we're perfectly okay with that. We love it so much, we're actually carrying the love of three women, even though there's, there's only two of us today. There are only two of us today. Uh, Jane is sitting this one out. She's got homework and whatnot, so... We'll catch up with her on the next round of videos and podcast. Uh, but uh, you got yeah, Teresa and Patty, and we're going to talk about, I think, something that's like right up both of our alleys in a lot of ways. We love the Disney Parks news. We love the changes. We love the expo of it all. And Teresa just went to a Destination D, and she's going to tell us all about the news drops that came out. But more importantly, she's also going to tell us about the vibes. And she's going to tell us about like how this is different from D23 Expo, because I think a lot of us don't know. I think that's fair to say, but especially if we've never been to this event, which I've never been to this event. So uh, we're going to jump into all that real quick. But Teresa, please introduce yourself to those who are just tuning in for the first time. Yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Teresa. I think I'm our resident Disney Parks, definitely the nerdiest of all of us, the, the Disney history. The yes. yes. <laughs> that's me. You can find me on all socials at Gertie the Dino. Hi, all. I'm uh, Patty Holiday from the No Guilt Universe, which is NoGuiltDisney.com, No Guilt Fangirl, No Guilt Life, uh, and No Guilt Travel. Uh, you can find me on all socials at No Guilt Life. And uh, like we said, we're here to talk about the Destination D. So, quick rewind this happened last weekend. And Teresa was there while Jane and I were oogie boogieing it up in uh, Disneyland. So we're going to have both of those episodes are probably going to drop back to back, honestly. You're probably just going to get this boom, boom, boom of content um, because we were kind of saving up all of September to bring you these two big weekends that each of us had. And we're just going to drop it all at once because why, why gatekeep it from anybody? Uh, so we're going to throw it all out. So no, you're not going to be like dreaming when we get multiple videos at the same time also to be honest like if i don't get it out right away it ain't ever gonna get out <laughs> so that's the way i work what? and just kind of knowing if you've listened to any of our previous podcast episodes you know these two topics are things that are very near and dear to our hearts absolutely jane especially anything halloween i think this is just we we're very excited to discuss these, so it's also it's for you, but really it's a little for bit for us. us. Hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. All right. So first of all, let's talk about what is Destination D versus D twenty three Expo. Sure. So uh, Destination D or Destination D twenty three, it is another event um, held by D twenty three. Kind of, you know, there it's it's the part of the Walt Disney Company that is there looking at the Disney history and doing a lot of different fan events, kind of just mm -hmm. to celebrate what's happened in the past and what's to come in the future. Uh, so Destination D twenty three is held on alternate years from D twenty three Expo. So they'll do Expo one year, uh, they'll do D Destination D twenty three the next year. Expo will be out in California. Destination D23 is held in Florida. And I think the biggest difference is, to your point, talking about the vibes, Destination D23 is much more chill. Uh, okay. And I mean that because 
you don't have the stress of you're you're going to this event and you're wondering what what am I going to get to do when I'm there. I really appreciate that when you get your ticket for Destination D23, you know you get to go to all of the panels. You get all of the content, everything that they're offering to you. So you kind of go in the morning and you're in in one of the ballrooms in the contemporary and then it's just kind of panels back to back. So D23 Expo, if you've done it before, you know, there's a, a lottery to hopefully get into some of the big panels or to guarantee your spot. There's um, a whole it, schedule and it's a whole schedule. And it's also gut wrenching because you're trying to decide if you want to go to this or to go to that because they're at the same time because of course they are. Like I had that happen to me a couple of times. Like two of my biggest fandoms were like butting up against each other. And I was just like, you jerks. Yes. It's it, like I said, it's a great event. We've, we've all gone. We love mm-hmm. this event. But for me, I just, I appreciate that it, it does take less planning to yeah. kind of think through if you're going to do Destination D. And again, just the, it's just a much more chill vibe. I think it attracts more of the, like, the history focused um, and people. And is just like one day versus it is, like a whole weekend? It's, it is a full weekend. So oh, sometimes okay. they'll have special events on Friday. This year, um, that everybody had, they have uh, three different shops there. So again, D23 Expo has a ton of shopping and a ton of vendors. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a Destination D is a more convent, condensed version. Okay. Not in a bad way. Uh, but so you can get like you have your reserved shopping time so you can go and go to any of the shops um, and not have to worry about missing panels for it on over the weekend. And then on Saturday and Sunday, it's full days of panels and special events in the evening. Uh, which is another little bit of a difference. I feel like you get a little more for your money at Destination D based on some of the gifts that they give you, um, the events that they have planned in the evenings. I I love this event. They do also have an exhibit. Um, this year was about animatronics. So they have, you know, you, you get to see a little bit of everything from all aspects of the company, similar to how you do at D23 Expo, but it tends to be a little more focused on history there's a specific topic every year. So this year was obviously celebrating 100 years of the Walt Disney Company. And they kind of focus, even though you might have something about, you know, there's a little, a brief Marvel's panel or a Disney Cruise Line panel, they kind of find a way to work it in to the overall theme. Okay. So what I literally heard was this is your weekend. Like this is basically, if you guys want to know about Teresa, there you go. This is it. That That's the description of it. And this fits with her so well. And I will tell you guys, I was watching Twitter and checking on things the entire weekend that we were at Disneyland. And all, every single time I was like, oh, Teresa's, I can't wait to hear what Teresa say. I, Teresa's going to either love this or hate this. I can't wait to hear which, which way she decided <laughs> to go on it. So we got a lot of just, you know, feedback and information to give from a very big self-described Disney nerd. Uh, we say with love. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, but one of the big things that they did come out with is like some rebranding, some changes with D23 Expo. So this is going to be called something else altogether now. And we also have dates and I yes. have to ask, did you book your hotel room already? I did not yet. And okay. I'll explain why in a moment. Okay. But yeah, so I, I have been referring to D23 Expo. They are no longer calling it D23 Expo. The official new name is D23, the ultimate fan event. I will be honest, that's a long title and just condensing it to D23 does not clarify it from, you know, that part of the company versus the event itself. I probably will refer to it as Expo at least for a while, simply because... Hi, Elon I don't, Musk and Twitter. Like it's still Twitter. It's still right. D23. It's still, to me, it's still future world. <laughs> I've got like, right. I, 
I'm not resistant to change, but it just takes and a minute for my brain to <laughs> embrace it. Okay. So yeah. But yeah, so it is now D23, the ultimate fan event. Um, the dates of the, the panels, the event itself is going to be August 9th to 11th, 2024. Uh, they have made some some interesting announcements though. Uh, so earlier before then, they are doing something that really does appeal to me. They're doing a D23 day at Angel Stadium, which is where <laughs> the Los Angeles Angels pay. If you know anything about me outside of Disney, my next biggest fandom is baseball. Like I'm diehard Orioles fan. I do have goals of seeing all the stadiums across the country. So I love the idea of doing it with a group of Disney fans. Um, but so they said that's going to be on August 4th. They are doing a special day at Disneyland on August 8th. Uh, but the biggest, the biggest piece of news and biggest update that they have made uh, is that so they're going to have like the shopping exhibits and the smaller panels during the day at the Anaheim Convention Center. And then in the evenings, they are moving over to the Honda Center, which is a massive, huge like concert venue. Yeah. Um, and that's where I believe they're going to be doing those signature panels. So the Disney Parks panels, the live action and animated film panels, uh, the ones that people usually wait out overnight for, they are moving it to a much larger venue. And so that night. way, as and many people night. as possible can at, at night. And so... They're, yeah, so I, like, I love the idea that they're going to making it so anybody who wants to go can go. It will be interesting to see if they do like those tickets just for the Honda Center part, like just for the, right. those big panels. That's, like, that would be a separate type of ticket, um, which I actually think is a great idea for people who maybe that's all they're interested in. It kind of frees up some space mm -hmm. in the convention center for everybody else. My concern, and this is where I'm on the fence about what I'm doing this year, even though I do think these are great changes. I don't know how they're going to be getting people to and from because <laughs> it's not that close. I was asking somebody who knows a little better than I do, and it's it's not necessarily walkable because of the location. They would have to be Typically some kind it of is because we used to run through there during the Disneyland half marathon weekends. However, no, to your point, that was my very first thought was are they going to plan some kind of a shuttle situation? Is there going to be some kind of transportation back and forth? Because it's not close. They, they have parking lots, I assume, over at Boat. Well, Angel Stadium definitely has parking lots because we also ran through that. But um, Honda, the Honda Stadium obviously is going to have parking lots too. But most people don't get cars or maybe can't drive for accessibility reasons. Uh, so therefore, like, okay, the car situation, like, yeah, we need some more transportation info. Agreed. Yes. And then, and my other, and this is, this is, you know, me, this is based on how I do um, D23 Expo in the past. Those evenings are also part of my Disneyland time. He agrees with you. <laughs> He's so angry that they're yes. taking your Disneyland time. Look how mad my dog has gotten. <laughs> He's worked up. He is. Anyway, ignore him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so and like I said, and with these all of these other events, I know they said they're having the D23 kickoff. I, I, I do like to have full days at Disneyland before and after Expo, but I like having the evenings to, uh, you know, spend a little more time in different areas of Disneyland. So I, I just have to think through and decide, do I, am I okay with, you know, am I okay with the extra cost if I want to do, you know, this kind of California trip the way I typically do to be able to get as much Disneyland time as I normally yeah. do? Or do I want to shift when I go to Disneyland? Because I've only ever been in August and September because of this event. Like, do I want to maybe save, not go to 
D23, the ultimate fan event, and save it to go during the, the Christmas holiday season, which... Oh, Halloween 365! I had to. I <laughs> but I, I want to see, see Small World all lit up with the Christmas lights. No, I get it. I get, and it's, it's, that, is, that is a top-tier moment for anybody, but definitely for somebody like you, so I get it. Okay, yeah, so I, it's, I, I have time to think about it. I would yeah. say if you're considering it, I do know people who, as soon as the dates were announced, talking about how they were already reserving their hotels. Mm-hmm. So tickets will go on sale sometime in the spring. No mm-hmm. date on that yet. Um, but yeah, so I would say if you're considering it, it doesn't hurt to do like a refundable deposit on a hotel. I I just have to figure out what my plans are. I'm, I mean... I have to decide when I want to go to Disneyland. It's hard, hard choices. Girl, I, get <laughs> I, I will it. still be there at some point, but I yes, I'm it. thinking through what my plans are. But I, again, I, we, we love D23 Expo or D23, the ultimate fan event. So if you're thinking about it, definitely kind of put plans in place now to attend. Yeah. But yeah, like there's, we still got, I think the news that we got at um, this parks panel that we're going to discuss in a bit, I, I love how they presented it. But I think that there's some things they held back on because they want to make a big splash, especially in a such such a bigger venue. Yeah, 100%. Speak, I mean, we're going to talk about Destination D, I promise. But my also my thought was like, they need to hurry up and figure out this whole strike sitch because their, their plans and their situation are getting pushed back like considerably the longer this goes on. And if we're having a D23 Expo a year, less than a year from now, those things have got to get hammered out and the timeline has to be figured out for them to present traditionally what they've always presented before, which was the movies and the TV shows, um, those panels. So because that's what my fandom, that's what I get most interested um, in for D23. I'm like, Iger, baby, we love you. You know we do, but... Fix your house, hun. Fix your house. Pay your people. Yes. And and I'll say they so on the Sunday of on if you were paying attention online, you might have seen that Saturday they did live stream mm-hmm. all of the panels for Destination D23, which I think is great for people to get a sense of what it is and mm-hmm. to all share in that news together. But on Sunday, we did get we did get a panel based on like animation. We got one. So they did show clips. Um and that saw- was like quietly behind like, yeah. Yes. You guys saw some good stuff, right? But yeah. Oh, I'll talk about one of the things we saw shortly. But I want to say, I thought that they actually did a really great job, all things considered, with the strike happening, um, finding ways to present that while, you know, people who are striking, you know, not not putting anybody in an uncomfortable position. I thought they found other people in the in the background, you know, kind of, they had somebody um, who worked on props for Ahsoka kind of talking about that as they were talking about, you know, the, the second half of mm-hmm. what's going to coming up in Ahsoka. They, uh, they had some of the, it was like the directors and producers of Once Upon a Studio, which is the, the short that they're doing to celebrate 100 mm-hmm. years of the Walt Disney Company. And I, that, I cannot wait for this to come out and for everybody to see it. It had a very long standing ovation. Awesome. It is so sweet and so touching. It's so well done. I, I need this to be available immediately so I can watch it again, but for everybody else to watch it, it's it's fantastic. But I I appreciated that. Like I got kind of goosebumps about that. So I'm excited it's, about that one too. It's, yeah. I, yeah, I can't say enough great things about it. I'm glad, you know, in the midst of everything happening that the people who did work so hard on that got to hear 
the reaction in person because number one you don't get that a lot when you kind of invest so much of your time you sure. don't get to hear the audience reaction from people who are so passionate about it but i again i think having the people that they did for those panels i'm sure it was challenging to figure out what to do i i thought they just did a really great job good, of good. Okay. not not making it feel like anything was lacking because they didn't have any big star names yeah yeah well Let's just hope they figure this out sooner rather yes. than better for all of us, because it really, I just don't, I don't know how much people are really paying attention or, or how you, where you fall on it. But what I will tell you, just as an average person who likes to watch TV and watch movies, we're going to go into a really big dry spell because it does mm-hmm. take time for these things to be uh, created and produced and edited and put out and scheduled and all of that stuff. And this has been going on since what, was it May, April? I can't remember how. It's been, yeah, it's been a few months. It's been, it's been a while. This, you know, we're talking here in September and it could easily go into October, November. And I think if that happens, I'm just saying as a consumer, you are going to notice um, a lot of your favorite shows and a lot of your favorite are either not going to come back at all because people are going to move on. They're going to be like, well, I only scheduled that one year to get that done and I'm committed to other things and those timelines didn't change. So I can't do XYZ show anymore for you. Like stuff like that could happen. And that would just be such a bummer, such a bummer. Yeah. And we, we saw it like with the previous, the last writer strike, mm-hmm. you know, this was like the boom of reality TV yeah. was because oh, of this, you know, because that's the their strike, not SAG yeah. or yeah. WGA. You're <laughs> nope. right. So we saw that boom. You saw a lot of shows, kind of the storylines they wanted to tell get disrupted. Yep. And, and even just more recently um, with COVID, with so, so many fewer people being able to actually film and do anything, um, you know, COVID threw off that kind of schedule. So it's, I think we're all hopeful that they'll be able to work something out. I think we also want people to be paid what they're worth and to be, to feel like they're being respected in their industry. Listen, the money is there. That's that's the thing is like the money is there. It's there. So let's just figure out, and I'm not, I'm not like this crazy socialist who's like, it all has to be equal. But I do think you, like to your point, you need to be respected and you need to be paid for your work. And there is, I felt like there was a lot of disrespect going on with um, the way the streamers were playing games and and whatever. And so I'm, I'm giving a little side eye to just entertainment as a whole, not just Disney, but entertainment as a whole for some things that I, I hope that we can find somewhere in the middle to meet and and to to push this forward. Okay, enough off our soapboxes. Yes. Let's talk about the Sparks panel because uh, there were some cool things coming that I don't think we were expecting to hear about necessarily. There was one piece of news that completely came out of nowhere for okay. me. Give like, it to me. I, I, we'll, we'll get there. I'm not going to start with it. <laughs> okay. um, but I wanted I wanted to preface the parks panel because to Patty's point, like this this is my event. This is mm-hmm. this is like my space. These are my people. And I've I've done a couple destination D23s. I've done a few D23 expos. So I have been in these big newsy parks panels before. This is my favorite. I won't want to say best because best is subjective. This is my <laughs> favorite one of anywhere I've been in attendance. I left this this panel feeling like number one everything they announced will actually happen which if you have done the big expos before you know things get announced so early that Mm -hmm. plans can change particularly everything that was announced at the 2019 
uh, oh, D23 yeah. Expo. Yeah. Co- you know, obviously COVID disrupted everybody's Everything. plans across the board yeah. and a lot of things were, that were announced no longer happening. But I also feel like, you know, talking about balance, I feel like they struck the right balance between introducing new things, updating classics, incorporating characters and IP, um, but also celebrating the theme parks as their own unique intellectual okay. property, which is, I, I feel like that's something they struggled to kind of do all those things at once. But I, I'm just, I'm really excited with everything they announced um, about the future of the Disney parks and particularly Walt Disney World, because that's where the bulk of the news that they announced is for for the Florida parks. Right, right. And uh, all good things. I mean, I, I think the, the, the big, big fandom, the big people, the people that are like super into Disney, some of us have gone through this period of like, not not dissatisfaction. I mean, there's some straight up dissatisfied people out there, but also just some um, unhappy with the trending ways that things are going. And even I felt it sometimes. And I really don't get hung up on a lot of that kind of drama. But I have felt it some ways where I'm like, ah, I wish that they weren't doing that. I wish that they were doing this. So everything that came out from Destination D also gave me a little bit of hope. And I'm not nearly on your level. But uh, it gave me a little bit of hope that there were some forward positive movements. You know, we can't fix what's in the past. Like, we can't ignore what's in the past. We can't go back and redo things like what happened What is what happened. However, we can move forward. And I do feel like this was all moving forward. Those were yeah. kind of, that's how I interpreted like the motto was like, we're going to move forward. We're just yes. going to keep moving forward. So happy about that. Happy yes. about that. Ready to get into the actual news and updates? I am. And since I was in Disneyland, can we start with Disneyland? Yes, we will start with Disneyland. Okay. There wasn't a ton for Disneyland, so we'll do the, the, the two quick ones for Disneyland Park first. Okay. And these ones, the ones that they announced for Disneyland Park, are also things coming to Walt Disney World. So they made a brief announcement that Ahsoka, which if the last episode of Ahsoka is one of the best Star Wars things I've ever seen ever so i'm uh, all in all in on ahsoka okay but they announced that there is going to be an ahsoka scene coming to star tours both mm-hmm. at disneyland hollywood studios and in disneyland paris and they also showed us they walked out um asha who's the the lead character from the upcoming movie wish um they walked her out so we got to see her um she is also going to be coming to disneyland and epcot which is interesting um but also disneyland paris Okay. I normally would not mention like a single character coming out, but it's notable that Walt well, Disney World and Disneyland Paris also getting a character at the same time as Disneyland because Disneyland usually is just much more on top of introducing yeah, new are. characters early and they tend to wait before they go to other parks. So I actually think it is pretty significant that they've announced like at the same time this character is going to be at several parks around the world. Uh, so that was, you know, again, little small encouraging updates that. So the, the new- way I'm interpreting this is that they also like have a lot of faith in, in, yeah. in this movie. Like they're expecting this movie. Maybe they're trying not to be caught unaware like they were with Frozen back in the day. Or even so, in Kanto. Or in Kanto, like- right. Like they, yeah, exactly. So interesting. All right. All right. That, that yes. makes me happy. 
Yes. And then um, the one piece of news we got for Disney California Adventure, which was not the most surprising, but I'll be honest, surprised me a little bit. They showed us the vehicle for the Avengers Campus multiverse attraction. And I say this was surprising because they'd been kind of quiet about this attraction since the initial announcement. So it was on my list of things where... I wasn't sure if this was actually going to happen. If it was still happening, mm-hmm. uh, so I was I was glad to see it. That's actually I think Avengers Campus. I I enjoy it. Like I I have only had a minimal amount of time there, but I do enjoy what they've done with it. But it does need more. Mm-hmm. So I'm very happy they're still moving forward with this. Um, and so the ride vehicle again, it's all we really saw. But it is a vehicle with um three rows of two people each sitting in it. So I feel. Like it might be similar ish to like the um, Rise of the Resistance, maybe slightly bigger, but similar to those kinds of vehicles. But yeah, like I'm, that I'm very the, encouraged. The description that they gave, they didn't say rideless track, but right. is that right? Rideless track? No, trackless, uh, trackless ride. ride. Trackless ride. <laughs> it is a trackless ride. Um, so those words were not uttered, but that no, was my, I'm not saying that. But so no, I'm like I the know. shape, of the vehicle. But that was I, my first thought. Because they did say practical sets. Yes. And so I thought of the ride vehicle moving around like, you know, Marvel stuff, just like we got to go, you know, on all that stuff at at Rise. So I was curious, but because they didn't say that, and also to be honest, that ride breaks down so much. Yeah. I hope they have another option in their little, you know. My (laughs) speculation, if I'm, and again, this is simply Mm -hmm. speculation, is that it would be closer to kind of what they have over in the other park for the other another superhero Mm -hmm. who has a very so for the spider-man the spider-man ride over at universal i think it's going to be like a combination of screens and practical and i actually think that ride system makes a lot of sense Um, i think that there's still a lot you can like move forward that technology like yeah that's kind of what i'm envisioning for how this will be could be totally wrong but that's that's what i think we'll end up seeing um based on even just the look of the ride vehicle but that was. I'm down with that because I also Spider Man is one of my favorite. The the Universal Spider Man is one of my favorite rides. So I, I and it no, still it still no holds complaints. up. Like it's you it know does. this it's many years later, ride. it's still a great attraction. It so. is still a great ride. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So yeah, we'll see what we'll see what they end up doing um, ultimately there. Uh, but I'm I'm with you on the. I don't think we were actually expecting to get news for this until something big, like until a D23 X, I'm oh, sorry, right. an event, whatever it is. Um, until that happened, like I honestly didn't expect to hear anything until that point. So that was cool. Yeah. So again, in- encouraging small updates, um, but that, that was is. really all we got announced for, for the California parks. Now there was some other stuff. We're just going to like, we're not going to get into it, but there was some other stuff that I saw online that people are hopeful getting excited about this expansion over at Disneyland. So there could be, um, I guess there's some, I don't know. It wasn't permits, but it was agreements. I don't know. It was something that happened. You probably paid way more attention to this than I sh- I should have, but I didn't as to what the, the details are, but I know there's some talk and some movement forward for um, some possible- For Disneyland Forward, which yes, is for kind Disneyland of the name forward. of the overall project. There it is. Yes. There it is. The Disneyland Forward project. And so we do. We did see some movement of that um, recently. TBD, what exactly that will end up being and what will look like. But I have seen some people like draw out maps and what they think could happen. A third gate at Disneyland. Which, yeah. And, and that's obviously, again, those are the big kind of blue announcements. Blue sky, blue sky, blue sky, but I will but, take it. <laughs> and those, like I said, those are the kinds of announcements that they will save 
for oh, D23. Absolutely. The ultimate fan event. Oh my gosh. I'm going to like, every time I have to say it, I'm going to have to stop and think for a moment. But I, yeah, yeah like those, those are the things that they'll announce in that, sure. that type of venue. So we'll, I, we'll talk about that when, well, that, yeah, when we get I, there. I do but expect we'll hear something. Just a heads up. There could be, a, if you're thinking, well, how come Disneyland doesn't get any love? Well, A, we agree. But also... <laughs> There could be a lot more coming to our oh, yes. park, to, to my park, ultimately. So we're just going to have to sit tight until that happens and see what happens. Yeah. Yes. So, all right. Which pivoting to Disney World? Which park would you like to start with? Let's let's start with Epcot. Because uh, they, they had Chicago. Epcot had a lot of mini updates or okay. you know announcements about ongoing things. Uh, so they did announce that the opening date of Moana Journey of Water will be October 16th. And Moana will also be doing a meet and greet there starting the same day. Um, and speaking of meet and greets, it's happening now. You can meet and greet Figment. <laughs> I've seen your <laughs> Which, picture. I saw yeah, your so picture. I we did um so the Saturday night at, at Destination D23, we did do um, an evening at Epcot, which did include a, a walkthrough of Moana Journey of Water, which is gorgeous. I went at dusk, so I got the, the nice benefit of seeing it, you know, lit up during the day, but then also how the different lighting package will start to change the feel of it as it gets into night. Question I, about Moana. Yes. Space-wise, do you think, say, a bunch of 5K runners could go through there? I think so, because the way that they have it set up, uh, I would say because it depends on how dry it is, because again, it's a water. Huh. You don't, you do not want any slippage, especially during a race. Right. But the way when I was there, the way they had it set up where there were, it was big enough where people could be there and take pictures, but you could also have people kind of walking, walking through if they just wanted through. to keep moving. Because so, I, when I saw the date, which they did announce at this event, which is October 16th, when I saw the date, I was like, November is just around the corner and we'll all be there for Wine and Dine Weekend. And wouldn't that be something with yeah, finally with it the is a little down, windy. So it's not like a straight shot. My only yeah. concern was because it is kind of like curves around to make, make the most of the space. Um, but it, yeah, it maybe. I would say maybe, and maybe even just for like the five k, like small, the smallest amount of possible runners going yeah. through it. Yeah, but, in my head, I'm kind of thinking that ten k might actually be the most spaced out. Yeah. Um. So just the fewer amount of people at one time trying to go through that space, but we'll see. We'll see when maps come out, which should be uh, in about a month, is what I'm gonna guess. Um. So we'll we'll have to have our fingers crossed. Um, that that happens. Okay, so you saw that and it was beautiful and it was yes. Is it, is it worth going to see? I think so. It yeah, like I said, it's worth all the time and energy to put together. I, I okay. I'm gonna say it this way. I I think again, and it's so hard to assess this with Epcot because again, that COVID happened when they yeah. were starting things. So this does not feel like an attraction that took four years to do. Right. Um, but again, so much of that was out of their control. Right. It is really gorgeous. I hope they're able to keep all of the effects working. Yeah. You know, sometimes like just over time can be a challenge, especially when you're dealing with water and pipes and those types of systems. Uh, I, I do think it's a fantastic addition to the park. It actually, and people know how I feel about Epcot and I yeah, and am IPs. sometimes resistant <laughs> to IP things in Epcot. But I think, again, this is, they found the right balance of how it doesn't feel in your face 
that it's a Moana, Moana attraction. All of the characters are there kind of etched into different things. It kind of feels like hidden Mickey's around. Like you're not going to notice them maybe your first time through, but you can find a lot of the characters in different cool. areas of this attraction. So again, I, I think that it, this is exactly the way I want to see that in Epcot. So I am, I'm really happy with how it turned out. And like I said, in the figment meet and greet, um, we got to meet him also at the event. And it just it just made my child heart happy. <laughs> I did not visit. They call him Figzilla, which I love, like the t- tall figment. Um, so I did not meet the original Figzilla when he was there in the 90s. Right. Um, so this was my first chance actually getting to cool. see him. Uh, it just it just so full of joy. Uh, I did see that the first day he was in the parks, which is the, the following day, he had like a three to five hour wait. Yep. I haven't seen how bad it's been since that. So I'm hoping I can go again. That This is like my goal after doing the half in January. Okay. I want to do the half and then I want to go and meet Figment. Figment, I would expect to be on the wine and dine courses because it's wine and dine and Figment. Is, I would expect him to be I would be expect him end. to be on the course. <laughs> I don't think he'll be on the course. I think okay. he'll be in the parking lot at the end. Because otherwise, people having, aren't going to finish. <laughs> they'll, they'll, yeah, they will be sweeping record numbers of people at the wine yeah. and dine races um, because of Figment. But but I do, I think you're right that he'll absolutely show up. Um, he'll be there at the beginning and then he'll be there at the end. Yeah. This is your tip. If you want pictures of Figment and you don't want to waste park time, but you're chilling, you're already, you're already up anyway and you're at that you know, parking lot. Go ahead and get up even earlier and yeah. get into that parking lot even earlier because that line will be huge if he is there, which I'm just thinking you're right. I think he will be. It it makes sense. Like it's yeah. it's and it's such a win. Like oh totally. Who's gonna be mad about that? Nobody is. <laughs> Nobody is. It's gonna bring joyful and happiness. Yeah. And this is from somebody who doesn't even get the whole figment thing. Like, I mean, he's fine, but like I I'm but also I think it'll bring a lot of people, like people get super excited about it. Yes. So, and my Lucy, who's 12, dies over Figment. She thinks he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. So she's super stoked about this. Because she's very smart. She's brilliant. <laughs> so respect that, Lucy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so one of the other, and I feel like this is a big update, but we didn't get a ton of information. So World Celebration, which is that central area of Epcot, okay. is opening in December. There's not a firm date. I have a suspicion of when it will be, but I think this is worth celebrate, worth a world celebration because it means the end of Walcott. The end of Walcott, which I know we all really want. Like, Take I, them down. Yes. So I think we're, we're all looking forward to that. Um, yeah. They announced the name of the new Nighttime's fireworks show is going to be Luminous Symphony of Us. That is debuting on December 5th. So I would believe that- Merit- weekend people are you excited yet like we're gonna have like a totally different marathon experience yes and, uh, and the reason i think race. the reason i think december 5th is also going to be the date that it opens though that is walt disney's birthday yeah and the the statue the of statue. walt is going yeah, to be there yeah, so yeah, i think yeah, yeah. that's you know the, the significance of unveiling that on his birthday i i think that's the goal i don't think they're giving a specific date because yeah. they don't want to like last minute announce they they're gonna miss that um but i would i would expect december cool. 5th for all many reasons i can sign off on that I, I i can see that for sure yeah uh so we have two more two more epcot updates um so number one is the og soren is coming back to epcot for the first time since 2016 <laughs> i have seen it when it's come back to disney california adventure yeah. so i didn't realize it had been this long i didn't realize that either until this announcement and i was like 
Well, Disney World people, you really haven't smelled the oranges for some oh people so have long. never experienced it. I'm so I'm excited for everybody who has you know either not seen it in many yeah. years has have never experienced it at all. I will be back in a couple weeks. So I, September 22nd is when it's coming back. There yeah. is no end date. Yeah, I know. So I know. don't don't wait on seeing it if you're there. But also, who knows how long it will be around? Um, I'm, but yeah, I'm super excited to go back. That is one of my all time favorite attractions. Uh, the music, especially, just it's incredible. With me. It really is. Yeah, and, and I was actually born in California and graduated high school in California and. In between, I like lived in Texas and other places, but but California that that soaring over California really is like nostalgic for me. Like it brings back home and it brings the whole Disneyland to Disney World. Anyway, I'm so excited about it. I hope uh, it's still there for wine and dine because that's my next trip. So yeah, and and I think crossed. because they didn't announce an end date, I, like I said, I don't think it'll be a quick turnaround yeah. where they have it. Like I I think it will be around for at least through the end of the year. I'm kind of hoping through the holidays. I think that could be cool to do. So yeah, so I'm very, very excited about that. And then the most surprising news of the day, this is the one that I don't think anybody was (laughs) expecting to hear. (laughs) 3.0. We are are getting (laughs) a test track update, which I'll say makes sense because the vibes of current test track are very similar to what they've done with Tron in yep. terms of the lighting. And I think it has, it's showing its age. Yeah. But not, the surprising part is not even just that we are getting an updated test track, which again, I am all for. They specifically said that as part of this reimagining of test track, they are going back to their past, going back to early Epcot and bringing in elements of the original attraction in that space, World of Motion. And they want to change the tone to be one of optimism, which I really think is what has been missing from that attraction. Because initially it was about, you know, doing crashing the cars and kind of how they, (laughs) you know, making sure. And then it's like, you're designing your own car and seeing how it does against the elements. And like the the bracing part, like the end where you go, like that's that designing the car and the very end are the two best parts of that attraction. Uh, And I think that's a little sad. Like it's, it's not a bad design and not a bad system, but there's more they can do with it. And I'm, I'm super excited about the direction they seem to be taking the one concept art they showed was like, you're going through a wooded area. So it really does make it seem like it's going to be a full, full interior redesign. And it's, I'm again, just one of those announcements, not, I had no idea this was coming or even something they were considering. And I just love it. I love how they announced it. I love that they, again, finding the, the right balance between what people loved about these parks growing up and what people are looking for in the future. I This yeah, is one of my favorite updates of the day. It always makes me wonder, which part of me is like, there's no way Disney is making their decisions based on what they see us talk about on social media. But also, when Sean came out, that was one of the first things people said was, okay, can we please have Test Track 1.0 again? Like, I mean, there was the, 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 the OGs like were coming out and they definitely noticed that 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 significant um, linkage between the two and, and the looks. And uh, so there was some of that. And it always just makes me wonder like how much people are actually paying attention to stuff like that is what we say online. That 
who's watching our podcast? Who would like right, to Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we know they're watching us. We know they're responding to yeah. our thoughts. Uh, but... <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I very much so. Um, yeah, and when the strike gets cleared up after this drops, you're welcome. Iger's going to be like, oh, Patty said to fix it? Oh, well. oh, oh, that's all I needed. That that was what I was looking for. I was waiting. Okay, now that I know, now that she's made it clear, I will I will go. Yes. Sure, sure, guys. That's what's going to happen. Um, okay, we got one park left, right? No, we, well, no, we've got oh, two. Oh, we got two parts. Oh, sorry. Holly. Sorry, I'll say we'll, we've got 2.5. Let's, let's go. We'll go to Magic Kingdom. Okay. Um, there's, there's a lot to say about Magic Kingdom. So they, they announced, I'll do too many ones. Um, the Hatbox Ghost, uh, which we, we've known as coming. They've kind of talked about that. He's going to be materializing in November, which I think is a little bit of a miss because you are missing the Halloween movie. with that. It's a little bit of a bummer, but. You know, we their schedule is their schedule. I, I, yeah, this one doesn't make any sense to me. I really thought it was coming with the movie, right? And because and they the, were really wanting to push the movie, and the Hatbox Ghost is like central figure in the movie if you haven't seen it. And so it's kind of weird that this has taken so long. However, it's like you said, their time frame is their time frame, and they got to you know whatever. What do we know, right? We don't know what happened on the back end. Maybe that was absolutely the plan, and it just didn't work. Maybe they paid attention to social media and they said, we're going to make some changes. Which is interesting. Yeah. (laughs) There was a specific comment and I I didn't write this in my notes, so we're winging this. They, when they announced it, they said that it was going to be um, going in the attic, which people had feelings about because that is prior to... No, the attic was what we wanted. That's what we wanted. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so they said it's going to be going earlier. In the the, hallway hallway, The hallway scene. Yeah. And because that is prior to when you visit Madame Leota and the ghosts are Mm -hmm. starting to come alive. Mm -hmm. And so they, there was a comment during this presentation specifically about you never know where he'll show up. And I don't know if that was them walking something back, if that was their way of justifying him being earlier in the attraction. It it was just, I just picked comment, up on that. Right? And okay. I don't know if it, yeah, offhand comment or if it's an intentional comment. So we'll see. So he might but, be surprised that his location, or who knows, maybe he shows up in multiple places. Multiple places. Like, yes. So who knows? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So more to come. Okay. Okay. And the other, again, the other non non update update. Um, they did mention the blue sky stuff that they had brought up at um D twenty three Expo for the Beyond Big Thunder Mountain. They actually made the comment that like they somebody who used to be with Imagineering has come back and is now leading that area. And he was like, "Well, if I was here, like we never would have announced things that are just blue sky." And I think a lot of people were frustrated by how Ooh. all of that information was presented <laughs> at D twenty three Expo yeah. because it was very confusing. So they essentially said that you know the the Beyond Big Thunder Mountain expansion is still happening. They do not know what the final plans for that are going to be yet um but they are very they are very very excited about all of the work that is coming to Walt Disney World and I think that expansion in general so they 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 are very hyped up cool. about it and again I think this is another one of those big announcements even if they have it narrowed down and they feel like they know what it's going to be they're going to save something like that for um, D23 yeah. expo yeah. D23 the fan event the fan event so the there are two two other I think very very talked about updates for Magic Kingdom. We'll go into the one that I think most people are really excited for. There's also one that there's just 
There's a lot. So they announced that Pirates of the Caribbean is going to be getting a tavern lounge area in Adventureland. And if you did not see the reel that they posted with this announcement when they made it with a bunch of the Adventureland cast members doing the Jack Sparrow run around Adventureland, it's super cute. I think I loved it. That was just such a great, great way of making that announcement. When I, the friend I was there with, when we were talking, because they said the word tavern, we were initially thinking that, oh, okay, it might go over to Tortuga Tavern because tavern, tavern, and that's right. an underutilized space. That's also a very big space. And um, Tom Bricker of Disney Tourist Blog, when he was going through his thoughts about it, he made a really, really insightful point that in theory, because we know um, Tiana's Bayou Adventure is coming mm-hmm. to that corner it would make sense for to use like part of like the Pecos Bills area and Tortuga Tavern if they kind of turned that continued the Tiana theme and turned that into a restaurant similar to like what they're doing over in Disneyland. Oh. I could see that like using that as like a bridge between the Frontierland and the Adventureland side of things. So his theory for where this is going to go is in the um, the Pirates League space okay. that's kind of connected to the the gift shop area for Pirates of the Caribbean and to imagine it being similar to what we have at Oga's Canteen in Disney's Hollywood Studios. That's initially when I thought it, I didn't even think of location or where it would be, but I assumed that it would be Oga's, but but make it pirates. Like yes, we're, and we're they meant to go from space pirates to like real pirates. Right. And, yes. And that's, that was my visual for this, which also, means more alcohol at Disney Which, World. and they didn't mention. They did no comment. They did mention it being for all ages, which not that Oga's Oga isn't. Oga is which, too, yeah. Yeah, so they, they, there was no no mention of alcohol at all. So there's a TBD on that. But, they you know, they've introduced it at some of the, the sit-down meals. Yeah. So it's not out of the realm of possibility, but that would be a big shift. It would be a big shift, like an actual bar in Magic Kingdom, essentially. But, but if they wild. do it in Pirates League, that is out of the way. So I yeah. think if they're going to do that, that's the best location to put oh, it in. So I think it's that's a great place to put it. Not, yeah. yeah. And, and one of my favorite announcements that I don't think has gotten enough love is they announced the Barker bird is coming back and you can see him. Um, if you were in the pirates of the Caribbean attraction, when you're going under the bridge and there's like the hairy, hairy foot pirate, um, yes. the bird is there. And okay. there used to be an animatronic of the bird outside of the attraction that, that had like just a few recordings that he would like, just they would come out every so often. So if you were in the queue or getting ready to go by, he would say a few things. I, I'm sure he's, he's obviously going to be getting a new script. Um, but so, so I figured DJ that's Rex, gonna, right? DJ Rex. Yeah, he's going to be the DJ Rex <laughs> See? Of, of that area. So like I said, I, I, we know this. I listen to park background music a lot and I have listened through the whole Barker Bird spiel that used to happen. So even though I never saw it in person, yeah. I, I have like a weird offshoot of nostalgia for it because I have spent so much time listening to this. So I'm I'm very excited more than like the lounge bar aspect. I'm excited for the Barker Bird. <laughs> I you know, I think I think there's something there. I think there that could be fun. You know, part of me is like, do we need this there? Probably not, especially if there's going to be alcohol, but also I'm not a hater. 
to it. And I, you know, we're already serving it in the restaurants and nobody is walking around wasted as they do. At right. And so I and know it's going to be similar where, you know, you get two drink maximum yeah, at Oga's, you know, you have a time, a big issue. I think this will be fine if that's what they do. So yes. And I, and I think this kind of goes into what I was saying earlier about celebrating the parks, like Pirates, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean does have, you know, the film franchise, which Absolutely. is you know, wildly popular, but it started out as a theme park ride, a theme park attraction. And I'm I'm just so excited about them getting back into this. The things we've created for the theme parks are just right. as valuable as these films and characters we've created for, you know, to for entertainment. So I'm right. I'm so excited they're kind of going back and focusing on their own IP characters that they've come up with for the parks and finding ways to build more around that. So I'm I'm excited about this. I feel like it's going to be, you know, that hot ticket item. It's going to be hard to get <laughs> oh, into for a while. It's going to be hard to be, yeah, for sure, for sure. Because everyone's But even Oga's interested. now, is you can always find time for you Oga's. Can. So I think it's, I think it over after a Give it a year, time, you're good. Yeah. You'll be able to get in. Okay, so, so there's one more thing that's happening at in Magic Kingdom. One more update. And if uh, anyone doesn't know Teresa... You probably don't recognize what a big, big, big fangirl she is of the stupid bears. <laughs> that, that They're are, very good, Patty. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, um, yes. So, yes, the Country Bear Jamboree is getting a whole thing, but they're keeping the bears. They're Yeah, so sometime in 2024... Country Bear Jamboree is getting an update, and I'll be honest, I actually did not write the name of the the new version, but it's yeah. going to be a you know still musical variety show. The so the bears are staying. The one of the bears is getting a new name. Liverlips McGraw is now Romeo. So there's that. Um, but they the bears will be singing um, country versions of Disney songs. The one sample that they played is obviously the Bear Necessities. That's a come on. You you have to do of that. Of course, of course. But it's the it the the country bears that we know and not everybody loves are are not long for this. They're going to be hibernating. <laughs> they're going to they're going to go down for a bit for a long winter. Um, so if you haven't heard the story, uh, a couple of years ago, I took Patty for her first visit, and she knows that the Disney I like is sometimes a little out there. I like the things that are you know, seem maybe just a little bit off, which the country bears are a perfect example of that. And she was just like, no, <laughs> she walked in. She was just, no, never, never again. <laughs> and, 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 and the only other time I've been through the country bear jamboree was when we went trick or treating through the treat trail that went through there. Yeah, it, it was a thing. It was definitely interesting. And, um, I, I appreciate people that love the things that they love. There's nothing wrong with that. That's the fangirl in me. I appreciate that. But I was, it was like, this is a no for me, dog. Like, <laughs> it's out there. And I get it. Is, it. It's wild. I, it's, it is of it's a different dated. time. Yeah, absolutely. If it had come out, like, if it had come out the time, like, when I had taken Patty there, if it was, like, brand new attraction and that's what it was, right. I would be horrified. Right. Like, I can be honest. Like, this is not a... Not what you picture as being a Disney attraction, no. which is partially why I like it. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm struggling with it a little bit. Like I'm obviously sad to be losing it, of course. but I think 
this is the best case scenario for an update that we could have had. Because like you said, the bears are staying. That we are still getting that in Frontierland. If they can keep like the the banter or bring some of the banter back because they did cut some of it for Mm -hmm. timing. If they can find a way to maybe like cut, have one or two fewer songs and more of that banter between the characters, I think that's where the attraction really shines anyway. So I am trying to look towards the positive and be hopeful. <laughs> I, I, it, yeah, this is the best case scenario that I think we could have gotten it very easily. They could have just gotten Listen, rid of it and I'm put in thrilled. like a Toy yeah, Story yeah, yeah, no, Like I'm, they could have done something else. I'm so. thrilled with it that they didn't get rid of it for the historical nonsense of it all. But I definitely felt like it was screaming for an update and it needs to be something more than just an air conditioned spot. Yeah, it's 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 time. Like I Yeah, I so can... it's it's gonna be good. I think this is a positive thing and I will I will not be first in line. I'll let you crazy <laughs> go first. But I will definitely go in and see it when it's new and refreshed and let you know my uh, review on that when it should happen. <laughs> this this might be one that I do watch before going in person. Oh, interesting. It just, okay. if you, I Tracy typically will wait. I typically yeah. will wait to see experience something in person for the first time. But this is one I might just just to see give let myself like pre emotion <laughs> see see if I can figure out how I'm going to feel in person when I go. Uh, so I, yes. So I think again we'll we'll see cautiously optimistic sort Ish, of but again yeah bears my bears are going to be there they'll still be walking around Frontierland, maybe in their new their new outfits so we, we still got some bears now we're gonna go to hollywood studios now which really did not get any updates beside the um the the, the star tours um announcement with the ahsoka going into the new scene but the reason i want to stop on hollywood studios now and at this point before we get to the biggest news of the day is so I didn't really bring it up, but during this entire Parks panel, you had the Muppets coming out and they did some really, really cute like scenes interacting with Josh. They interacted with like the different Imagineers. So basically when they were talking about each park, the Muppets came out and they were there specifically. They had Fozzie come out after they announced the Country Bear uh, Jamboree update. And for a moment, my heart stopped after this update because I was so nervous. I was like, oh no, they just announced like a change to an opening day attraction for something. And I was like, if this is leading up to a change to Muppet Vision 3D, I would have started crying right then and there. Uh, It is something I have, I I am very, very strongly attached to, um, not just for the attraction itself, but also because it's one of the last things Jim Henson ever did before he passed. He didn't even live to see it introduced into the parks he passed away during production of it and i just i would have been so heartbroken in that moment like yeah especially right especially after the country bears news the to only hear that you know thing if, i wish it, they would announce is more a refurb of those seats yeah that's it yeah like updating the the, the theater I am okay with are disgusting. Like the last time I sat down there, I was literally like, and I'm not like a super germaphobe. Like I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty chill about like you wash your hands afterwards. It's fine. But these seats, I was like, ew, (laughs) ew, opening day attraction seats. Like, right. Let's get, 
Let's, it could, let's clean um, these. Let's get new. They just need to be reupholstered. They're awful. You know, Muppets can always a Muppets always need some love. I I would be they happy. Do, right? They did have Sam Eagle come out. Jane would Jane would love this. They had Sam Eagle to come out and talk about you know the American adventure and his restaurant and being the best thing. And I for a half second I was like, oh, are they updating American Adventure to put in Muppets? Because I will watch that. I would totally watch that. <laughs> We're down for that. But again, so they really no updates for um, Disney Hollywood Studios. But I I. I just needed to everybody to know how thankful I am that I was like, we just Imagineering is like, oh, not owns the Muppets, but Imagineering is like responsible for how the Muppets yeah. get used within the parks right now. So for them to just have them commenting on the park updates, I thought was a fantastic use That's for them. Fun. But in my head, I was like, oh no, oh no, let's get through. And yes, so the shoes the Muppets, drop on me. Yeah. Yeah. So All Muppets right. are safe. Uh, so now we, we're going to talk about uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom, which did have the biggest, I think, biggest news of the day and not what people were expecting. I think earlier in the week, they announced a lot of updates and showed more artwork for things coming to the international parks. And I believe it's Hong Kong that's getting the Zootopia land. No, it might is one of the one of the Asian parks is getting the I Zootopia land. I think it's Hong Kong. Okay. But so they, when they showed that artwork, the ride vehicle is the same style of ride vehicle as is used in Dinosaur. And we know at D23 Expo, they had talked about, you know, plans that are coming to Animal Kingdom to, you know, reimagine Dino Land USA. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, they're announcing all of this now Shanghai. and showing this artwork Not now. Hong Kong. Shanghai, Shanghai. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, yes. I knew it was, again, I knew it was an Asian park, but I was Shanghai. Blanking. Yep. I know. So I, I was thinking Hong Kong too, obviously. Um, nope. Shanghai. Yes. Uh, but so they, like I said, the concept art, I was like, they're releasing all of this right now. So that way they could be like, and it's coming to Dino Land, which I would not have been my first choice. So when they did bring up Zootopia at Disney's Animal Kingdom, they had acknowledged like we, we thought it might go one place, but we have a different idea. So instantly like ears perk up and they'd started talking about a Zootopia show coming to the Tree of Life. And initially, as they were talking about it, I thought that they just meant like a projection show. And then they mentioned a Claus Hauser animatronic, which was like, oh, with this is it's and it's, it's tough to be a bug. Like they are redoing the theater show, yeah, which I, I I don't dislike that show. I think it, it has its merits, particularly if you're bringing people who have never been to Walt Disney World. It has its merits to get that, sure. their reaction, For not sure. knowing what's going to happen. But I feel like it's it. Again, it's kind of like the the evolution of parks. If you're finding some something to update rather than add new, I think that's a really smart place to put Zootopia. They're talking about it's going to talk about the different biomes that animals live in. So again, it's not just putting characters in the park for the sake to put them in the park. It's relevant. This has to make you happy from that perspective. Yeah, I know I, that that matters, and and I think it does matter. I think it matters to like the. The theme of like Epcot to Animal Kingdom, those two parks in particular, is to give you a little bit of education or to tie it into some of right. these things. And so I like that too. I didn't I didn't realize that was the I don't know the topic of this of the show, but I was like Zootopia and Animal Kingdom. I can buy it. I can get like I said. I think of all the parks, it does make sense to be there. Um, yeah. But it, again, it's not not going to be a shock to anybody to hear that parks like Epcot and Animal Kingdom in particular, I don't want lands focused around a single property. Sure. You know, you, I get it. You can say what you want. Like Pandora, again, I 
I'm not, it's not that I'm not a fan of the you land know itself. How I feel about. I think Pandora. it's gorgeous. It is. It's beautifully done. But I, in those situations, I wonder, like, okay, when when we have collectively moved on from this, I I don't know if it has like just the lasting nature of something like Frontierland. Right. I don't. I don't. I it's, I'm curious, like, at what point if they have to reimagine that area. How do you do that without starting from scratch and kind of take it? So I'm I'm just not a fan of like single IP lands. I will give Galaxy's Edge a pass because it does it it is more immersive and it does feel so large mm-hmm. that to me it doesn't feel like a single property. And Star Wars is also its own its own thing. I kind I, of feel like between Star Wars and even Avengers, Avengers. Campus, like the same idea also. Both of those properties have been around for a long, like they've proven their staying right. power, right? And so, I, yeah, I, I can, I see where you're going with that. And I am nodding going, she's not wrong. And, and it's in, and, and to the point, we're not going to talk about Galaxy's Edge being in Disneyland. We're going to separate that from this conversation. Right. But Galaxy's Edge being in Disney Hollywood Studios makes sense. Makes sense. If it's literally a, a theme park about walking through the movies or being immersed yeah. in movie magic. Absolutely. So again, it. Those kinds of parks, it makes sense. Avengers Campus and California Adventure is a little bit of a stretch. But again, I think the, the direction they're taking that park, you know, it's kind of going in I that same. I think that's the difference. Walking through ex- these immersive exactly. I think- places that you've seen on the screen, you're now in them. I, I get it. Yeah. But for something like Animal Kingdom, it's just not what I want. Fair. And obviously, I, that's that's I what Disney should be planning around is what I <laughs> right. Uh, but so so all of this all of this discussion to say, they did announce what the area is going to be for the replacement for Dinoland USA, and it is going to be themed around the tropical Americas, which is the like northern South America up through Central America. Okay. And I am just so ecstatic that it's a land that is based on an actual real world place. Uh, I think that that's an area that is largely very, very underrepresented um, mm-hmm. at Walt Disney World. If you think you have, you have the Mexico Pavilion in Epcot, but that's about it. And I think, you know, South America is not represented anywhere other than food and wine booths. So I am, I'm thrilled that we are getting just that location, that part of the world. Well, it ties in it also to Walt with Disney World. Asia and Africa and I mean, yes. in the sense that like, we're looking at real lands, right? And so yes. it does make sense from a bigger animal kingdom theming to do it that way versus like Rando, Pandora, uh, and Zootopia. So yeah. Well, and it's, it's, it's area. Cause the one thing that Pandora is missing is actual animals and animal exhibits and the way that you kind of have, and you can walk through, yeah. like, I'm really hoping we get another, a walkthrough similar, like to the Maharaja jungle trek yeah, or yeah, gorilla yeah, yeah. falls exploration. Like I'm hoping we get another walkthrough area. That's my favorite part of animal kingdom, to be honest, like those, those it's walkthrough South trails. American I love them. Central American. South American. Um, which would also mean because that's where the Amazon is. We might get a sloth, which sloths are my favorite animal for anyone who does not know. If, if we are getting rid of dinosaurs, Give me a sloth, even trade. <laughs> we won't. We won't even be mad about it. Just make the yeah. sloths happen. Listen, sloths are so cute. I would be I so. Them. Yeah, I would be down yes. with like a sloth exhibit. That would be so awesome. But, yes, uh, and then the other thing, again, not not an official announcement, right? But they did after they made this. They kind of panned out because again, there were a lot of a lot of things that were discussed for being in the Dinoland area during D twenty three Expo, and so they kind of panned out to show 
two things that they have phrased as being considered. And one of those should not be surprised to anybody, which is an Encanto attraction. Sure. Uh, they In the artwork, all they really showed was the casita. So this could be many things. I personally would hope for a dark ride. Yeah. I think number one, Animal Kingdom needs a dark ride. And yes. I think that lends itself so well to one with like practical effects and animatronics. So I'm really, really hoping that ends up being a dark ride of some kind. And wasn't the Encanto uh, attraction confirmed slash announced slash something? I just remember uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda saying something like, yeah, it's, we're, we're doing something with Disney with Encanto. And yeah, so, I know he had talked about like working with the music. Yeah, I, I can't remember exact phrasing he had yeah, either. Yeah, but, but, but something was... I mean, confirmed dish it's a, it's a that home it was, run for them to do like yes. it's a win for them to put in like this and i'm glad they are not waiting to do yes. it like i'm it's you know that's some, something that they've struggled with is sometimes kind of like seeing what longevity something has before before bringing it to the parks i'm glad that they are trying to get this in it's not obviously not going to be in super quickly because it's going right. to take time to develop but i'm glad that they are kind of you know, considering, well, being, they're considering making it's sure. It's a consideration. To- so uh, listen, I'm, I'm going to go with this, that it makes sense. It could happen. Like let's, let's just wish this into existence and see some Encanto over there. I'd, I'd be yes. down with that. And then the other thing that for many years, many years, people have been wishing something into existence Specifically in the the Dinoland USA area. It might have been me this weekend on the ride because literally when we were on this ride, I was like, I just want this at Disney World. And I really did say that. And then we got this consideration coming out. Yes. Uh, So for anybody who doesn't know, the dinosaur attraction, again, same ride vehicle and general ride system Mm -hmm. as Indiana Jones Adventure over in Disneyland, which I think anybody can acknowledge that Indiana Jones Adventure is the superior version of this attraction. There's no... I love dinosaurs, but (laughs) Indiana Jones. (laughs) I don't dislike dinosaurs, but it's like once you've been on, if you go on Dinosaur and then you go on Indiana Jones, you're just like... Because it is unbelievably You can actually wild. see what's happening on the ride, which Absolutely. complaint I, that I, well, I will have about other things, but I think the, it's yeah. just the lighting on Dinosaur is so hard. It's as, really aside from a few areas to tell what's happening in yep. Indy. There's like a few scenes where like when you're, you're, when you're going through like the massive room, the mm-hmm. way that some things are end up being lit because of, you know fire and other effects like it just it looks really cool you have moments of seeing these giant spaces and not realizing how detailed they really are so they started to play a little bit the indian jones music again when they panned out you know and showed that part of the concept art the basically where where dinosaur is is where they have are envisioning an indiana jones themed attraction Were your people mad about this because i know how people feel about things and for the record, this Twitter feels very differently than like a regular park person who just is going to do yeah. this once a year, right? And then not think about it again. And there's nothing wrong with that. I am not dissing anybody on this Twitter. I'm just saying like, these are the people that have very strong feelings. They're, and they're the quickest like to share their opinions with absolutely, you. Like, the quickest absolutely. to do it. Absolutely. I, so what was the overall kind of vibe in the room when this was it up? No, I think people were really excited. I okay. I do think again, Dinos, every everything in the parks has its fans. Like mm-hmm. every even things I I know people who were harmonious, like super fans and really annoyed yeah. 
about Harmonious the being three big of enough. Them that exist, yeah. So yeah, so like every everything in the parks has a fan. Sure. Yeah. So like there's every there's an audience for everything. But again, I think dinosaur even like the di- the current iteration of dinosaur that we have is not what we originally had. Um, right. It was countdown to extinction. And I think there are people who are like, well, that was the superior version. Cause it was, <laughs> it was that I never wrote that, but I know people are like, that was a legitimately scary attraction. Right. Like, people, they, and they think they felt like they had to change it because it was a, a little, little over the top intense. for too intense for some, like, like, you know, kids who are tall enough to ride, but even like Nathan, the current version, my, my youngest nephew terrified like he cannot he does not do that attraction he like hides and like squeezes my hand (laughs) so yeah so I think this is I I actually have not really heard negative reaction to I think to any of the animal kingdom updates again I feel like everyone's approaching this as of all the things they could have announced these all feel like the best case scenarios and a way to you you can't make every single person happy right but finding elements to bring into that kind of like redesign and redevelopment to make the most number of people happy and to give people from different fandoms like people who like the parks and people who like being in animal kingdom because of you know exploring actual locations around the world you have something for them by bringing in like you know the tropical americas for people who do want more characters to be in the parks you're giving that to them within you know certain parts of this of this land so i i feel again i I said it earlier they seem to be finding the right balance of how to incorporate what anybody who's coming to the parks is looking for which is a really really hard thing to do when you have fans from the 70s onwards or even you know going back for park specific fans going back from the 50s who like you know we're over at disneyland you i think they are doing the best they can. And this is why I'm saying I'm really excited about the direction they're taking things because it is, you know, it's, I feel like I am getting what I want. I feel like other people who do just like love the movies and want to be in their movies. I'm like, they're getting what they want too. And I'm, I'm really excited for once they can kind of confirm what is happening in this area and what we'll get. My personal opinion is, you know, assuming it's an Indiana Jones attraction, I don't think it'll be a direct clone of Indiana Jones yeah. Adventure because that is, it, you know, again, it's not dated, but it is a pretty old attraction at sure. this point, even though they've been giving it updates. So I think they're going to find, you know, a way to enhance it and maybe give us the superior version. <laughs> hey, it could happen. It could it, happen. I'm down with that. Let's, yeah. let's make some big changes. Let's but, have a new yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with it. And I even had somebody mention... That's something like I know that they had mentioned for their family, like the dig site that's over there is something they were really sad to tentatively lose because that's a great area for kids to run around Archaeology, and explore. Baby. Exactly. And like if, they, <laughs> if it's indie, like or even in Kanto, like there's a lot that they can do to keep that kind of attraction they totally for could. kids who like need yeah. to need some time and space to it's run a, around. It's a great and get their like, energy out. downtime, like mom and dad can just chill and the kids can Go crazy and have some fun and, and do the all artwork, the digging. The artwork had some trees and water, which Dinoland is a parking lot. Much needed, just like, 100%. you know, atmosphere enhancements to that area as well. So it, it concept art is never what something actually ends up looking like. But just from what they showed, I was like, this is now a part of the park where I feel like I would be happy to just kind of like walk through and sit down. They, they showed like a big seating area. So you can imagine that, you know... Um, 
Restaurantosaurus is going to get, you know, some oh, love it's and get kind some, of some update. Yeah. So I, I'm, you know, I'm I very excited. I haven't made a point of going back to Animal Kingdom since they took away kite tails. <laughs> so is there a way that we can work it back? I know. <laughs> now that would have been the top announcement of the day. Honestly, the crowd <laughs> would have gone tails. wild if they're we got kite tails. For, back. They're saving that for Expo because maybe it's that, that big of an announcement. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. But I just. That was such a fun, joyful little show. And I'm sure there were some reasons that they got rid of it, but it was, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. But I am, I'm super happy, you know, just as a, again, not the crazy nerd that you are, but as somebody who does want to keep going to these parks and wants to see things growing and moving forward and changing, I'm happy with everything (coughs) that they've announced so far. So let's go, let's make it happen, baby. Yeah, and so if you have any opinions on the the Disney Parks news that was announced during this panel, um, if you have any questions about Destination D23 or D23 Expo, you can find us on Facebook at No Guilt Disney, or you can send us uh, send us your questions through email at noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com. I don't usually say it, and I give Jane grief when she gets it wrong, so I'm really glad I got all that right. I'm proud of you. <laughs> and make sure you join us each week on the No Guilt Disney Disney podcast because as Patty likes to say it is no fun to fangirl D23 the ultimate fan experience wait is that even close yes I think that's right (laughs) D23 as I'm calling it all right yeah let's do that baby (laughs) bye (laughs) y'all